You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step by step how to meet and seduce beautiful women. Women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week long fling, or a long term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello, and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Got something really special today, something I have. I don't think, yeah, I've literally never been able to do in the history of the How to Talk to Girls podcast in the four years that I've been putting on all these episodes is actually interview someone in person, have someone who is with me next to me. And it's interesting because now that I've gone through that, and I did this with a friend and colleague of mine, his name is Spencer Burnett, now doing this, I realize how much more of a connection you end up having with someone when you're in person with them, talking to them, and how much of a better episode you even get out of it. It's a shame that, you know, when I do interview people that it has to be so far away and doing it over the phone. Still great interviews, but there's really nothing like being in person. And we were in person. He lives in Chicago also, and he came over and we decided to do a little coaching session because he just got out of a relationship. And I have some good advice for him in terms of how to not only get over the relationship, but what do you do next? What are you supposed to do after you've gotten over the breakup? How do you move forward? How do you figure out what you want how do you figure out where to go and you know what is the path to get there? So we talk about all that in terms of how to do that, give him some tips, and Spencer's got some awesome advice as well because he is a coach too. And if you want to check him out and learn more about his coaching, he's a dating coach for guys, go check out omegamancoaching.com. So yeah, check that out, omegamancoaching.com, and see if that's a good fit for you. If you're not sure yet, well, listen to Spencer speak. He's got some good stuff to say. Another announcement, don't forget that the book is out, Magnetic, How to Be Magnetic Towards Women. So if you want to learn how to cultivate confidence, become rejection-proof, and attract the women you desire, check out this book. It's on Amazon. You can check out the link in the show notes, or you can just go to Amazon.com and type in there Trip Kramer or Magnetic Trip. It will pop up. It'll be the first one there, and it's 170 pages of pure, actionable techniques to learn so you can become more magnetic to women. So it doesn't matter if you've ever talked to a girl in your life, you can start from the very beginning here. Every chapter gives you exercises so you smoothly get guided through the whole process of what it takes to become magnetic, become more attractive to women. So check that out on Amazon. It's available. Uh, Not yet, if you're listening to this in the very release of this episode, the audiobook is still on its way. It takes freaking forever. I don't know why they're taking forever to do this. Takes like two weeks to become approved, but soon it will be. Check it out. Audiobook will be there right now. There's Kindle, there's paperback. Get it, learn it, implement it, and let me know how it goes for you by leaving a review on Amazon. Okay, enough updates. Here is my live coaching session slash interview with Spencer Burnett. Check it out. What's up, Spencer? Not much, man. We were hanging out right now in my kitchen, and we're <laughs> chatting, and we're chilling. Just, uh, just hey, two guys on a weekend just talking about chicks. One of us is, uh, <laughs> one of us is drinking a beer, right. one of us is drinking some green tea. We'll let you decide who's, that's, that's who's who. That's all I'll say. Yeah. This is bringing me back to my podcast days when I had, this is before I knew you, this is before I even started Trip Advice. I had a podcast called Dudes Talking About Chicks. Mm. Did I ever tell you about that? Yeah where we'd go live every single Monday at 9 p.m. And I would sit across from my co-host, Kyle, and I'd have a mic. I've never been able to do an in-person interview before because I never had the setup. But now this, this is... Blue, I feel one. like this is an advertisement. This is not an advertisement. But now this Blue Yeti has allowed, <laughs> yeah. has allowed me to do that. Wait, you just got this? I just got this. Oh, yeah. It, dude, these microphones are awesome. It it's amazing. I, I was recording on these, which is my Apple headphones. Yeah. And it was always, okay, like, that was fine. But this has such better sound, and now we can do this. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I wanted to do this because you just got out of a relationship. Yeah. Are you comfortable talking about that? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. You're an open book. I do. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah You're right. an open book. Totally. I mean, that that's one of, the, one of the parts about being a coach is, like, you're not just there to facilitate information. That's a teacher. Yeah. A coach is someone not on the sidelines barking out, you know, the plays. He's the one in the huddle. He's in it with you. And so, like... The struggle that I'm going through is something that, like, 
most men go through after they go through a breakup. And they're, you know, after you're done with a relationship, there is a whole new set of challenges that are unique to that, you know, than just being a guy who's been single. Yeah, I think also it's an interesting perspective because you're not just a guy who got out of a relationship, but you, how old are you now? 35. 35. Yeah. So you've been, you've been in multiple relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a guy getting out of a relationship for the whatever it is, fourth, fifth, sixth time, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, which is a lot different from the guy who maybe just had his first relationship and he got his heart broken or right. whatever. It's like now he's reflecting on this thing. He only has one thing to look back on. But now you've had experience. You've been through multiple relationships. I've been through multiple relationships. You can look back. And you can see patterns. You can see, okay, who was I when I was in this relationship? What was it like when I was with this girl? Oh, this girl was like this, so the relationship tended to be like that, whatever it is. Yeah. So you're in an interesting spot. I think you're in a great spot, to be honest. I think, well, <laughs> I mean, from your position. From my yeah. position, right, right yeah, now. I'm hurting still. You're but, still yeah. hurting. Yeah. But you're, and you'll, you'll feel this. I mean, you, I, I'm sure you know this rationally, but I think you're going to feel this even emotionally in a couple months when you realize, okay, that relationship's over, you've gotten over it, and now you're at your peak age, and yeah, guys right. peak a lot later, right? because they just, they get more handsome, they right. fill out, they get, you know, they just kind of, they're, yeah. they're in a place in their lives where hopefully, you know, they're just making a little bit more money, they, they know who they are, they're just right. more mature. Right. And now you're that person, and you're single. Right. Which is cool, which is cool, because then you can really have a better outlook and probably find, I would think if you do it right, find a better, I want to say partner, but whatever you're looking for, sure. you know? Yeah. So I kind of wanted to have you, well, we were talking about this, but I'm yeah. just announcing it to the people. I wanted to have you on here to talk about that and like facilitate that and see if we can lead you in a direction of what to do now. Mm-hmm. As a guy right. who's out of the relationship, mm-hmm. And is trying to figure out what he wants. Because you said it to me on the phone. You're like, I don't, I don't know. You seem a little confused. Or you, you kind of know what you want to do. But you're not sure in terms of relationships or where to go now. You were saying to me earlier today, we're hanging on the couch. You're, you're saying you've had a lot of your Playboy experiences. So you've been through all these sexual fantasies that you right. wanted to have. So it's, what's left? What's left for the guy who's had a lot of fun, had it all been through serious relationships, casual relationships, triad uh, relationships, triad relationships, threesomes, dating multiple women at once. I was married before. You were married. I forget about yeah. that. You were married. Yeah. 21 so, to 23, I was married. See, this is, to me, I think some guy, I'm just be honest. Yeah. I think some people might look at that and say, wow, what a bunch of failures. Like that's 35, you can't figure. I see that as this is so rich. This oh, is yeah. so fucking rich. You've had, you've been married, you've been in tribe relationships, you've been through it all. Because that experience, all those experiences can lead you to a point where you are right now if you choose to use it wisely of, okay, now I'm 35, I'm kind of in the middle of my life and you're a dude, so you don't have to really worry too much about, I need to have kids tomorrow right. because yeah. you're, you're not the one having the kid. Yeah. So you are in a, such a good spot with all the wisdom, with all the knowledge, <laughs> yeah. with everything to really go, okay, this is where it didn't work out here. This is where it was good. And you can form and create what could be the perfect relationship situation. Right. But therein lies the problem. So like a lot of times the challenges that a guy will have after a relationship is like, oh shit, I'm just, I'm really rusty. So like, he's, you know, kind of got to, kind of got to work on like talking to him again, which I have a little bit of that. And, and then it's like, you know, oh, I'm not going to do the relationship like the last one. Like you're running away from the last thing that you had. And I'm not running away from the last thing I had. There were just a couple things that just didn't work for me. And so I'm, I'm kind of reshaping that. But now, like, my kind of fear is that when I date a woman, typically, if I want it to, it'll turn into a relationship. And I'm not sure if I'm ready for that yet. You know, I'm just entering kind of my prime. I kind of, I, so the way that I like to find your prime as, as a man is like, at what point will a gorgeous 27-year-old be like, nah, he's, he's, like, he's too old? If you take care of yourself, you're making good money, you stay in shape, 
like 45, you know, I was 50, just, you know 50. Yeah. like like 45, early, early 40s, maybe. Yeah. Like, right. So, yeah, somewhere between like 42 and 45. So I'm like, I'm just hitting that prime. But like when you've experienced everything and again, I was married. I had a long-term living girlfriend, long-term non-living girlfriend. I was in a triad relationships where me and my girlfriend were dating a, a girlfriend. I've you know dated multiple women at the same time. I've dated long distance. I've dated literally. There's there's nothing left for me to like explore in terms of like the the type of woman that I that I want to date or the type of relationship I want to cultivate. So now I'm kind of feeling like all right, I've gotten a taste of everything. Everything is an option. When everything's an option, like what, what do you do? You know what I mean? A lot of times what you want to do is out of a, a need. Like when I broke up with my girlfriend, Jillian, when I was 30, that's when I got into the triad thing. I'm like, I would really like to see what it's like to be dating in a group. I've never had that before. And that, you know, that, that fascinates me. Mm. And so that, that is what perpetuated my, you know, my, my dating activities is like chasing after something I never had before. And, you know, in my last relationship, it, it was, I was like, I'm looking for this perfect unicorn. And in, in the first part of the relationship, it was like, you know, I, I had that. And then you kind of like, you kind of start qualifying more and more as a relationship goes on. And, you know, you start getting more specific as to what you need from that relationship, if you guys are going to like truly integrate. And it just didn't work out. So it's like, there's a part of me that's like, all right, well, go shoot for the unicorn again. But that is... That's like a heavy emotional investment to like, I'm going to, I'm going to find my person. Like there's so much on the line for that. And like, my heart's not ready for that right well, now. Well, yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not in that place right now. So you can't even, you know, yeah. conceptualize that even happening right now. I still have the residual guilt that comes from being with a woman. And, you know, if you're in love with your girlfriend, you don't want to be, you know, flirt with any other girls. Well, when you break up with someone very suddenly you're, permissions change but like i'm not used to it yet so there's still like this little bit of yeah feeling it's of, weird it's yeah. you're all gonna be flirted you're, you're so used to being flirty and you know boyfriendy right yeah and sexual with another girl so to so quickly go to another girl and do that it just feels weird yeah it, it's like ah, oh, i was just doing this with someone else who i know very well and i don't right. know you and it just feels funny. I, mean, I think a lot of guys probably feel that way. I mean, so this is what I would think. If I had to put this into a formula, what I would say is when you go through a breakup, whether you broke up with a person or the person broke up with you, we should be clear here, by the way, that you broke up with the person. Yeah. Because there is a little bit of a, of a tweak there if you're the person who got broke up with. For because sure. the person who got broke up with is going through way more emotional heartache and stress than the person who broke up with the person. Now, listen, yeah. I don't want to downplay what it's like to break up with someone. I've done that. It is very hard, and you're also going through a ton of stress. Right. But I also just know that it doesn't compare to being rejected so, by the person that you want. So I've never been broken up with. I also have never been broken up with. So, I, well, unless we want to count the girl that I first dated when I was 17 years old. If we want to count that, yes. Okay, and sure. after that, I haven't. I consider myself lucky because it sucks. Yeah. It sucks really bad, you know, but. It just like the thought of someone looking at me and being like, you're not enough. You're not enough for me. And at the same time, <laughs> you're like, but you are. Right. You're, yeah, right. <laughs> wait, I really like you. You know what yeah. I mean? It's different if someone rejects you and you don't care about them. But that that's the ultimate pain. When you're, by the way, trigger warning for anyone who's going through a breakup yeah. right now. It's like when you just like really love them or want them, desire them. And then they're like, they're like no. Yeah. And I think about that. I, some, I think about that in the breakups that I've been through where I've broken up with a girl. I'm just like, oh, I empathize. I sympathize. Yeah. I sympathize so hardcore. Like, it must be terrible. And that's where I feel the emotional pain. I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. I've hurt them. I can only imagine what this is like. Yeah. You know? And the, th and the, the thing about it, too, is like in, in a breakup, it, again, like the... There's a part of the human mind, the the, uh, the reptilian mind, that wants to that wants like this regularity, this consistency, this this just no threats, right? So there's a difference. There's a difference between the the person who got broken up with and or did the breaking up, right? But still, I think the formula sort of stays the same. And I would say this: whatever the situation, 
for the first four weeks, I would even maybe go to like six to eight weeks, you don't date and you don't sleep with anybody. Mm -hmm. And as cheesy as it sounds, date yourself. Just go back to remembering what it's like to be in a relationship with you. Right. So you take that time for yourself, I would say. And that... That's even stronger advice for the guy who got broken up with. It's like you might need three to four months of that, which sounds terrible because you're like, what? Now I'm, I have to be all alone for this time. But really, I, I think my thoughts on this formula that I'm going to say is it's not easy. No, it's not easy at all. What I'm going to, what the prescription is, but it's going to be the best solution for you in the long run. Right. You know, it's like you're investing in yourself. Yes. Or, you know, you just, you're so used to having a girl around that all you want is, ah, oh, I need someone there, you know, and it feels so good. So maybe you go out and date or you sleep with girls or what, or you try to get your ex back. You're doing all these things. Yeah, right. But you're just delaying this inevitable of potentially finding another girlfriend really soon. That's not a perfect match. I am very guilty of that. Yeah. You know, or just sleeping with a bunch of girls where it's fun in that moment, but then you just feel even more empty. You know, like, what's going on? Because you're yeah. not really in touch with what's going on with you. Right, yeah, you you're, know? you're filling up that space that she used to occupy. And, and I noticed that, like, you know, during my day, you know, I'm working, I'm talking to guys, I'm, I'm building, even though I'm building, like, content around dating, like, I, I'm still distracted. But, like, the time that I would have with her, you know, after 8 o'clock, you know, 8 to midnight was, like, my time to spend with her. And, like, when that hits... You feel that void. Mm-hmm. It it hurts, and it's like so the work is kind of done, and you're chilling, and there's no one there, and you're like, uh, "What do I do now?" That's yeah. this is the time when I was with somebody, not only with someone, with someone that I really liked or loved. Yeah, it's and, tough, right? Yeah. So so then, like again, you 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 find yourself like just grasping at straws, like trying to trying to call a woman to to hang out, just trying to just trying to make any connections, and I, and I'm kind of past that. You know what I mean? As in. I'm 35. I've been through a number of breakups. I've mm-hmm. helped guys through hundreds of breakups. So I know that that's not healthy mm-hmm. and I don't really feel compelled to do it. There's a downside to that, which is I'm not compelled to reach out to, to girls to fix my loneliness, which just means that I have to sit there and just hurt. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's where I'm at right now. We decided 30 days, no contact. Like we blocked each other from social media. So just no touch points at all. And today is two weeks from there. So it's like, so you're gonna, you guys are gonna contact each other in two weeks. You know, I haven't decided if I, if I'm gonna contact. Well, she'll her. probably contact. She you. probably will. And I I did tell her in our breakup, like, hey, I'm not gonna be like in your life. And here's here's the thing that I was thinking about before, like, so much pain is exchanged in a breakup, and you're so used to taking care of that person and them taking care of you. But someone that it is the source of your pain can also not be the source of your comfort. And we tend to do that. Like you hurt from the breakup. So you want to talk to the person that you're used to talking to when yeah, you're exactly. hurting, which is the person that hurt you. So and I've noticed guys get into that, that cycle a lot, but like, I can't be the source of your pain and your solution at the same time. And that's why, you know, that's why I told her, like, you know, you need to talk to friends, talk to a therapist, meet new guys. Like, I, I don't care. It just can't be me. Yeah. You know? That, and that's the hardest part right there is breaking through that. And you're like, ah. Who do I talk to now? I never right. had that person. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's a tip in itself. You got to understand that when you're going through a relationship and things are going well, you can't just be obsessed with that one person. You have to make right. sure that you're maintaining your friendships, business networking, friendships, colleagues, family members. If you just go and suck yourself into a hole, which is what a lot of guys do with the girl that they're dating... First of all, just unhealthy for you in general, even if the relationship continues to go well. But if it doesn't go well, you're fucked. Right, yeah. And it, like, now you're left with nothing. And you're <laughs> right. going to be even more lonely, which is going to even tempt you even more to reach out to her and try to get your ex back because you need that drug. Yeah. You know? Right, yeah. You 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 need that connection. And we, and as, as humans, like, we, animalistic humans, we look for the path of least resistance. I'm feeling discomfort. What's my, what's my easiest pathway to, like, getting rid of this. And so one, you want to go back to your ex. Okay. If that's not an option because you don't see it as one or they won't talk to you, we tend to go to our ex exes. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, the rebound ex. So it's like, Oh, 
you can hang out and have mm. sex with this person. One, they understand you. Two, you know that it's not really going to go anywhere. Three, there's some familiarity. So like you've already slept with them. So you're not, you know, causing kind of like more damage by opening up new energies to yourself. It's something that's familiar and comfortable. A lot of women do this. I mean, guys do it too, but women do it as well. They're like, you'll go to the your previous, but yep. again, it's, that's, that's also not healthy. Like pain is a teacher. And so I've really used this to encourage me to feel, so like be present in my pain, but also to, you know, reach out to my friends like you and, you know, and, and other coaches that I have or other people that I really respect their opinion to, you know, shine some light on what are some opportunities that I have to like to, to grow in the, in this area of my life? Cause right now, even though this is what, I mean, I've done this, been doing this for 10 years, helping guys with, with women, but like when you're so close to it, like right now, I just don't know what to do. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. No clue. First of all, I would go six months, no contact. Oh boy. I, I'd say that's the ultimate rule. I mean, or forever. It depends on the relationship. You know, if it was a really bad relationship and the person's toxic, you try to never, you try to go no contact sure. for forever. I've got some of those. You know? Yeah, she's not one of those. Yeah, so yeah. she's not one of those. I would say it's probably a, what it is, it's a six-month no contact. And then I think it also depends on who's more in pain, which is it's going to be the person who got broken up with, sure. right? So in this case, it's your ex, mm-hmm. your most recent ex. And... You know, you can say, hey, six months, but she might be like, no, forever, mm-hmm. you know, and that's their choice. And ideally, you probably do that anyway, but I would say minimum six months because six months, there's big life changes in there. After a month, yeah, that's a long time, but nothing's really changed that much. And then it's like, now what? Okay, you guys get in contact again. So what? Say hi, how are you? Right. Okay, but you're not, you're eventually not going to be friends. You're not going to be together. So that hi, how are you, if we're thinking rationally, is useless. Right. And someone can hold on to an idea and a habit through sheer willpower for 30 days. When you're talking 90 days plus, like... That like yeah. you, you're you're the part of you that is like all right I, I've got to move on I can't keep holding on to this you know with with just like my willpower of like oh my gosh I still want this person that's gonna fade because th- after a month she's probably right now most likely she's probably still staying faithful to me to the idea of me to mm-hmm. the idea of us mm-hmm. you know being like all right I'll talk to him in thirty days and then we'll we'll see where we're you right know, you can get like, you can get through the thirty days right six months man. That's a whole other. That, that's, that's a whole other ballpark. And, and, and shit, like if you're still faithful, if she's still faithful to the idea of us in six months, with no contact. I mean, I mean, maybe that. Maybe that's, that. That's sad. <laughs> right. I right. don't know. That's sad. I would hope not. Yeah. Because that can happen. Oh, for People, sure. People, I've never been through that. I pray I never have a situation where I've held on to someone so long after they rejected me. I mean, you, you're doing something wrong. Well, yeah. luckily, I think we're going to be able to talk about this on this episode. Yeah, yeah. Of how not to get into that. Right, yeah. Right? It's like, you don't want to be doing that. You need to move on. Right. First thing, like I said, I think six to eight weeks, you do your own thing. Hang out with your friends. Make some new friends. Go back into hobbies that you stopped doing maybe because you were in a relationship. Start new hobbies. Yada, yada, yada. Do a bunch of stuff that's going to keep you distracted. Also, no contact. Don't look at her social media. Completely disengaged from her 100%. And then naturally, over the course of the four to eight weeks, you're going to be going over you know, in your head, like, how did that go wrong? What happened? Yeah. You might analyze a, bit, a little bit. You might see a therapist and analyze it with him or her. All those things. And then, and I want to jump to this because this is really what the episode's all about, is then you got to figure out what it is that you want. Right. And you need to start with the end in mind. So right now, Spencer, you're like, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. Where do I go? I just broke up with this girl on this emotional state. Well, really, you don't have to do anything for a while except for hang out with yourself and, and friends. Yeah. And do your own thing. But then I think after that, and you can think about this in this moment, is, well, what do I want? Which I think is one of the hardest questions to ever answer. Oh, yeah. And if you have that answered, it's amazing because the path is already there in front of you. Right. Because you know what you want. Okay, there's it's with a little bit of reverse brain power, yeah, right. reverse engineering, right. you can reverse, make a path. You'll figure right. it out. But if you don't know what you want, 
then you're not you're not going anywhere. There is no path. Right. You're just you know, you're lost in the desert. Right. And and that actually makes me awkward in front of women. What so like so if I don't know what I want, right? Then me flirting with women seems it, it if there's no end goal in mind, it seems pointless. So I become just more dull. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So like, uh, so again, when you have a girlfriend, the, the, your end goal with any girl that you meet is either just like to make a good connection, either just, you know, be friendly or whatever, but it doesn't, it doesn't go past that. So like now that I'm single and I don't know what I want and I, and I'm, you know, I went out yesterday and it's like, so do I flirt with girls? If I do, like, at what point do I stop it if it's going well? Because right now I don't need to be sleeping with anybody. I don't need to be dating anybody right now. Which you is know? probably why you shouldn't be going out and flirting with girls. Uh, okay, <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so, all right. Because that's not doing anything for you except for just confusing you. Sure, but then I, then I had this isolation part of me where it's like, well, okay, Friday and Saturday, all I'm going to do is like help other guys in their dating. But then I start feeling like a hypocrite. You know what I mean? I'm like, hey, you know, my, you know, with the group coaching program I do, it's all about like, get the fuck out of the house, man. Like yeah, but those are guys who are trying to meet girls who know what they want and have the end in mind. Right. You're the guy who doesn't have the end in mind, and that would be the advice that you would give to any other guy. So you should be following that. Yeah. And you don't have to be in isolation mode. You should be over at your buddy's place, like right now on a Saturday (laughs) night, recording a podcast. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's one example, or whatever, doing whatever. Yeah. Hanging out with friends. I mean, I I went through this too when I went through a breakup. I don't know, six months ago. I was like, all right, all this time by myself. This is new because you're always with or you're, you're, right. you're a lot of your time is spent with your girlfriend. So you got to do things that you don't think you normally do. Like I started going to movies alone. I love going to movies. Mm. You don't have to do that with somebody. It's like you got to get creative and think of things that you could do. Yeah. And do them not necessarily. And by the way, you don't have to go to the movies alone. Invite a buddy. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying you don't have to isolate yourself. But you just got to take away just for a little bit. I'm going to not date for a little while, I'm not going to flirt for a little while, you know, whatever. You end up going to the bar, your friends go to the bar, you don't have to be like, well, there's girls there, I'm just going to stay home. You can go with your buddies. Right. Maybe end up flirting with a couple of girls, but I wouldn't make that a habit of going now, going out with your single buddies all the time, right. meeting girls, because that's not going to help you through this healing process. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's, it's about not isolating yourself, finding things that you can do, getting creative, doing things that you probably don't normally do, you know, I went, I went to Europe and I traveled for a little bit. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily a common thing that a lot of people can do. I can because I'm, you know, location independent with the, with the work. But if you are, there's a lot more people. Take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Go on a trip. I mean, a lot of guys even have vacation at their work. Sure. Take it now. Yeah. Don't wait for the winter when people normally take it. You're going through a really tough period. Take advantage of, hey, I have a time now where I can do this cool thing. I can do it on my own. It will distract me. You'll grow, like, take the vacation now and go. Sure. And, and travel, do something. Maybe it's alone, maybe it's the buddy, not with the girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So, going back to what we were saying before is starting with the end in mind. So, what do you want? I mean, like, what do I want is, is a time-dependent question. So, like, what do I want ultimately is to, like, find my person and to build a family and to like grow together and to like, you know, it, I, I want to find a woman that like we can grow dynamically together. Not only are we a good fit, because if you're a good fit with a woman, six months from now, you might not be because she changes and you change. Right. But I want a, a, a woman like like we we ride the wave of life together, you know. And so so ultimately, that's that's what I'm looking for. But then again, I, I think about myself, you know, I'm 35 years old. I'm starting the beginning of my prime right now. And I've got a good 10 years of it, right? So I have other aspirations that are that are big, you know, with my with my coaching business, with precise language, some just really purpose-driven things things in my life and it it seems to me like when I'm in a relationship, like when when I was in my last relationship, dude, my ability to sell I mean, that was like when we started the Omega Man thing. Yeah. My ability to sell was fucking incredible. My like my my output was amazing. But when things start didn't start going well, man, like it was really hard to focus. It was really hard to be like on my game and be like in my passion all the time. So it's like being in, if I'm to chase this perfect relationship, if it's not working, 
man, like, like you're really sacrificing. And the last six months of my life, like I really feel like my, my passion took a hit or the progress of my, of my you know, purpose in life took a little bit of a hit because of so much energy is being consumed there. So like, there's a side of me that's like, you know what, Spence, just casually date, you know, have some fun for the next three years and then see what happens. Yeah. It's, if, if that's the case, then like. Well then, but see, I hear that and I hear you're just doing that out of fear. Right? Uh, sure. Yeah. The only re- so the only reason why you want to casually date for the next three years is because you just don't want to, you know, potentially have a situation where you end up liking a girl and it becomes serious and then it doesn't work out. And then you have to go through that pain period again where, you know, your business suffers and you suffer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, dude, it's it's terrifying. Like, it, it, again, the I would I would talk to 20 dudes and eight of them would w- enroll in my program. And then when I was doing shitty and I was feeling like garbage, 20 dudes and two would sign up. Right. You know, I, I found myself weighing, you know, at when the relationship was amazing. I weighed 171 pounds. When the relationship was, was shitty, after a full meal, I'm weighing, weighing 187. So it's like, yeah, man, like, uh, of course I'm scared because I, I see, and again, I'm 35. I've, I've been in, you know, six or seven major relationships. Like... I see what that does to a man. Mm. And not only am I in my in my prime as like as like a man available to a woman, but I'm also in the prime like, you know, I'm established in my industry, like I, I I'm getting some notoriety, like I'm really good at what I do and like taking my my coaching to the next level and then my like my healing effects on people, like that's a huge deal to me. Just as big of a deal as it is to build a family. So there, especially in the state that I'm in, there's a side of me that wants to protect my mission in life from being hurt. And then like, once I feel more fulfilled in that mission, okay, now I'll be ready to start a family. That's just one tactic that's going on in my mind that's caused from fear. I would say then what's happening is there's something inside of you. There's like a weak part or a part that needs to be strengthened where you're so affected by a relationship that it will knock you down. It's like you don't have a foundation somewhere inside of you. Mm. There's something going on deeper. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's something embedded in you like in a deep psychological level that like a psychologist would have to figure out. But there's something in there where the relationships that you're in, when it doesn't go bad, it knocks you off course. Like it shouldn't, in theory, of course, we're all human and we have bad days and we're not always going to be totally on our game. But if, if you're so sensitive to when a relationship is going bad that it can really do that to you. Yeah. That's going to be looked at. But I also think on the other end, of course, this is not foolproof, but wouldn't it be great if you knew how to find the right person where that didn't happen so often? Yeah. Naturally, you're going to get into fights with your partner and, Okay, that happens. But if it's happening consistently, right. you have found the wrong person. Right. Yeah. And, and, the, and the how do you problem, prevent that? Is the is another question. You exactly. Know? And it's like a fight doesn't throw me off my game, where it's like I'm I'm you know canceling appointments and shit like that. It just messes with my joy mechanism. You know what I mean? And like when you're in the business of like serving people, like you need to be happy. You know what I mean? Like you you need to be like you need to be excited. And so yeah, creating some preventative measures to protect my joy in life it is definitely a tool that I need to develop in the future so I don't allow a relationship to throw me off that way. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that there's a part of it too where it's like I just kind of like rely on my ability to kind of shut things out and just naturally be charismatic that I think that I'm getting away with it. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, truly, like it truly affecting your joy in a long-term sense it's super dangerous yeah. for me specifically. Right. But I think for anybody. Yeah. No, and that's, and that's where it gets tough. Yeah. So going back to the question, what do you want? Okay, so you told me you don't want to be in a relationship <laughs> where things are going really bad that it knocks you off your game. Right. But that's something you have to work on throughout the rest of your life. Sure. Okay. So I don't think that would be a good answer to say, okay, well, I'm just going to avoid that for a while. Right. Yeah, that's it, not a that's not a good reason to avoid. I would need a better reason from you sure. to avoid that. 
So are because you it's inevitable anyways. Right. Whether it's tomorrow or five years from now or 10 years from now, things go shitty in relationships sometimes. Sure. So I guess to the question of like, what do you want? I, I said, you know, that's, that's time dependent. Like in what time frame are you asking me? Because if you're asking me in like overall for your life, well, yeah, I want to find my person. Like I want to find that. Okay, but you, okay, so, okay, you want to, you want to find your person. Yeah. But let's go more specific. Okay. Okay. Right. You want to find your person. You mm-hmm. said you want to have kids with this person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you want to have kids with this person. And what kind of relationship is it? Is it a monogamous relationship? Is yeah. it an open relationship? Is it a polyamorous relationship? What kind of relationship do you want? Ideally, it Because everyone says they want their person, but that doesn't... You, you can't... You're going to have trouble reverse engineering that. <laughs> right, without because being more you specific, just, right? You can find a... You don't have, the problem is you don't have to reverse engineer finding a person. You just find the person. Right, right. But you risk... Finding the wrong person. Right. Oh, yeah. I've got lots right. of persons I could be with. You know? Right. <laughs> I mean, we want to find the right person. Right. Exactly. And that's where the reverse engineering comes in. So you can do that to find that person so it's successful. All right. Okay. So we'll dive into that. So I want a monogamous relationship open to playing with girls, even if it's just like kind of, kind of flirting. There, there's, a, there's a side of me that like loves the, I don't even want to call it a sport, the artistic activity of like flirting with women. And like when a woman shares that with me, it makes me feel like understood. I feel like I'm dating my best friend. So we don't necessarily even have to hook up with girls. It's just like, I want to be free to, to, to flirt. You know what I mean? And have have her trust me. So you want to be able to flirt in the relationship? Yeah. Yes. Do you want her to flirt too? Yeah. Okay, so you want a relationship where you both can flirt with girls. Yeah. Are you getting sexual with these girls? It's open to that. No, it's, it's we got to be specific. Okay, all right, so yes. Yes. It's either yes or no. Because okay, yes. if it's in yes. the gray area, sure. then guess who's going to be really confused about this? Right, me or her? The her. Okay. Well, both of you, but especially her. So then it's going to be unclear, and you're not going to find that person because okay. need she needs to know what the deal is. Right. So... Be sexual with that girl in the sense of anywhere between like a weekend type of fling to like a, you know, just like a a, a casual girlfriend. You know what I mean? Friends with benefits, if you will. Okay. You compared to, be, to being single. So it's not you going off and finding girls on your own. It's not her finding any girls on her own. It's you two together finding the girl. Oh, for oh yeah, for sure. So that's how it looks like. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And then it's somewhere in between anywhere from light flirts all the way to... Uh, having sex with the girl all together threesome. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. And going on like fun dates and stuff like that. Like, yeah, but not, but not like a serious triad relationship where we're all like it. in it together, integrating our lives and, and stuff like that. Okay. So then this girl has to be bisexual. Yes. So this is now we have figured out reverse <laughs> engineering. Yeah. As you continue to date, you have to find a girl's bisexual. If you don't, yeah. she's not going to be interested in this. Right. There's no way. Yeah. Because if, if you try to find a girl who is not open, then you convince her to be open or she's kind of open, what could happen is it could fall apart. And then she's not interested anymore because she never really was from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then you, you don't have the type of relationship that you're looking for. And right. neither does she. So right. she has to be open from the beginning. So she has to be bisexual. Yeah. And again, so like, let's say... It's just a lot of like like heavy flirting, but it but it doesn't materialize into actual like sex. I'm cool with that. It, but it's it's the openness to flirting with other girls and like loving that process. Right. So anything that happens, it doesn't even matter what. For, we don't even have to get specific of what happens before you. But we need to know how far it will be taken. Yeah. Okay. Right. Obviously, if you guys are having sex and flirting, right? You flirt all day. Yeah. Okay, so so now we're getting yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it's somewhere. So now you know that you have to find someone who's interested in that. Okay. And you have to bring that up to them pretty much right away. Yeah. Like on the first conversations that you guys are having, whether that's a first date right. or a second date, I probably wouldn't even go any further than that. Sure, okay. You yeah. know? Where do you find that? I don't know. That's for, that's for another sure. episode. I actually, but just the awareness is more than half the battle. Yeah, and I, I actually don't have a hard time finding women that are interested in other women, especially when you bring a certain level of mastery to it. And it's not just like, let's get drunk and bang some chicks. You know, women 
tend to be fascinated by like the process of seduction. Like they, they love those, those details. And, and I love sharing that because like seduction is, it's a passion of mine. You know what I mean? Like I love falling in love, you know? It, so I, I want her to feel that same way about that you know, the whole process. Okay, cool. So then there's that. Now you want to have kids with this person? Yeah. Okay. So then you got to find someone who also wants kids. Right. So they're bisexual. They're interested in having these experiences with you in the way that you're describing them. And she also wants kids. What else? What else do you want in a partnership? What's really, don't give me the, oh, it'd be nice if this, give me the really important thing. Because we, we just hit two important ones. Yeah. Big, big ones. Yeah. Sexuality, kids. Yeah. Um, and by uh, the way, I'm just going to interrupt you. What Spencer's doing right now, I can guarantee it, is probably going through his past and thinking about his past relationships and finding out like, things that he liked or didn't like. Sure. Yeah. Is that hitting at all? Yeah, that yeah, right, exactly. And because you had those experiences, you can now draw from them. It's harder to draw from nothing. We're like, I don't know what I want in a relationship. I never had one before. Yeah, which is where you catch twenty two is because guys might think, well, if I've never been in a relationship, how do I figure out what I want? Right. You can't really. So you just have to kind of just get in there and right. take some guessing games in terms of what you think you want. Get in there, have the experiences. Maybe it works out, and if it doesn't, well, now you're one step closer to know. Right, or listen to podcasts like this where you're you're watching somebody kind of like unpack. Sure, get ideas. Yeah, like, oh, that'd exactly. be cool. I'd right. want a bisexual woman, or oh, I don't want kids, so okay, that's not important to know, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Okay, so, so so what's another big one for you? Um, another one is like she is she's masterful and passionate about something. That's a you good know? one. So like, you know, I, I dated a girl that was a writer, and like, and like when she stopped like having that passion for writing, like I lost a lot of attraction to, towards her. So like a, a woman like that, I'm turned on by her mastery, you know, like that, that's, that's a big one for yeah. me. Like she, like you, you gotta like have something to stand for, like mm. you, some type of muse, some type of like, you know, my past relationship, she was an incredible singer. And so like that, that really, um, that really turned me on. So I don't really care what she's good at. It doesn't matter because, like, I I find I just find so much fascination with mastery in general. Mm -hmm. uh, so if it's if it's like you know crocheting quilts, cool. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is, like she loves it. She does it all the time. She's compelled to do it. Something in her life that's more important than me. You know, mm -hmm. at least to start. You know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we got three. Here's what I think. This is this is my school of thought. We got three. We have three. Bisexual. Oh, the the uh, the kids thing. Okay, sure. Kids thing. Yeah. And because not every woman wants kids. Sure. And some aren't even sure if they want kids or they kind of want kids. Mm -hmm. But it's probably better to go for someone who actually really wants them. Right. Because you really want them and that's it. You don't want also someone who's bi-curious because that's not what you're looking for. You want someone mm -hmm. who's actually on that level. Mm -hmm. You don't want someone who's got a something that they're sort of into it's like, oh, they kind of do crocheting like once a week or they're just <laughs> right. testing it out. Yeah. You want them to be really into it, yeah. right? Like, yeah. So you need to find someone who has these three. Right. I say, my school of thought is you should have three of what's called the three non-negotiables, which are three maybe deal breakers or three things that you're looking for in a woman. So you, when you're dating, you actually have mm. a path. So I've got one that is like, so you, these must-haves you're talking about. Must-haves. Right? Must and haves. I say three because after three, it gets exponentially harder right. to find that person. Now, we were talking about this earlier, is that if you have a lot of time, I'd say, okay, you know, sure, you know, have four or five. It's going to take you a long time. I guarantee it. But if you got time and you think you got the time, you know, maybe you're 21 and you don't want kids or something, right. or maybe whatever, whatever the situation is, but in reality, well, for you, because we're talking about you, and I'd say a lot of guys are kind of in your similar position where they do want kids, they do want a family. There's a little bit of a timeline there, unless you want to be an old dad, which sounds crappy, mm -hmm. right? So there's a little bit of a timeline that means that if you have 10 things that this woman must have, obviously it's going to be harder to find that person. Three is a little bit more of a magic number. Yeah, I would trade out the, the bisexualness. Okay. Because realistically, if she's just pure monogamy, it's not a deal breaker for me. It's not. So that's a, like a strong desirable. But what what is a must have is that she is like she's in touch with herself spiritually, 
and and it is into personal growth. Okay, I'll stop you there. Yeah. So this is very interesting. Listen to what Spencer said here. He's now going through this and he's realizing as I'm probing him with these questions, what's more important, what's not. So let me just be clear here. So you're saying to me that if you found someone who is really spiritual and in touch with themselves, I don't know what that means yet, we can go into that, but they have that thing, they want kids, and they have a passion, then you're okay with moving forward this person and they don't ever want to have a threesome ever. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, so the threesome thing is if you find that, that's a bonus. Right. But it's not a must-have. Absolutely. Because that's really important. Yeah. Okay, so now we've got a whole new one here, Yeah. which is what you'll have to look for. Right. Which technically just got actually a lot easier for you. You just opened the pool. Right. Not that you need that, by the way. It's okay if you want something that's very specific. But that's why there's only three of them. If you want <laughs> right. 10 things that are really specific... Yeah. Really tough. Yeah. Trust me. It's hard enough. Guys are listening. It's hard enough to even play the game of attraction. Right. Yeah. And, and now you got to be a woman. Right. right. So yeah. now you got to be right. amazing at getting the woman interested and attracted. And then you qualify and find out if this person is even someone you want. So you're doing this, two, you're doing two things at once. You're finding someone and qualifying them to see if they're the girl that you're interested in. And you're playing the game of attraction. Right. So. Because you don't have, you know, love potion number nine, which which gets you any girl in the world, you're dealing with a much smaller pool, which again is my argument here for having just three right. and then moving on. Yeah. And people might say, well, uh, if I if it's three, that means I'm settling. It's, well, you're not settling because you have three. <laughs> right, yeah. You know right. what I mean? Most people don't have any of these. Most people don't right. even think on this level. Most people will just go with the women that are flirting with them. That's it. Like, yeah, Most right. guys yeah. are, go, oh, my God, my insecurities are so high and my self-esteem is so low. This girl's paying attention to me. <laughs> right. I'm in. Yeah, right. I'm in. This girl's, this is it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they don't even yeah. think about it. And then, uh, you know, potential breakups, divorces, whatever, or you end up making big mistakes, which I've heard many guys making where they have kids with that person. And then your life's a disaster because now you just want to divorce with kids. You're 50 years old. You're like, what the fuck am I doing? Listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. (laughs) Yeah, right. So we're trying to prevent that. Right. Okay, so what were you going to say? Yeah. So those three things are definitely my my three. But from there, then there's some nice-to-haves. So Sure. And that's okay to think about. Yeah, right. But they can't be deal-breakers. Right. So what these are is you got to find out the answer to these questions of does this girl have these things? You find them out as soon as you can. And now this qualifies her to continue dating you. Mm Because, of course, guys might be thinking, well, what if she's a raging bitch, but she is really spiritual, wants kids and has a passion? Right. I have to stay with this person? Well, no. There's some default obvious things, some common sense things that we'll bring to the light right now that need to be there. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Sure. Yes. I hope she's, you know, she's a good person. Uh, She doesn't have any mental illnesses that are not in control. Right. Okay. You know, depending, she's not a mother. I'm just going to just take a wild guess. You probably want to be with someone who's not a mom. Yeah, I'm open to that. It's not a deal breaker for me. If she it's not a deal breaker. That's the thing right. now, by the way. <laughs> right. She qualifies yeah. now. Right, yeah, yeah. She qualifies. Right, yeah, she's got to be in shape. She can't have uh, a foot size over um, size eight. Can't do it. Right, right. that's, that's <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying. Right. But, but what I'm saying here is, by the way, these three, that means that this girl can be fat. Some guys are into that. Some guys are not. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know if I can do that. You don't know if you can do that. <laughs> right, yeah. So this brings us back to square one. Maybe this is one of your deal breakers. Yeah. What's more important, and I'm just throwing this out there, yeah. that she's in shape or she really has a big passion. Because if you go out with a girl and you say, okay, she's fat, so I'm not attracted to her. Like she mm-hmm. just doesn't take care of her body. So I'm not attracted to her, but she has the other three. Are you going to stick around? If she's fat and has those other three? Yeah. No. 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 Okay. Not. So now we're going back to square one. Well, that, okay. Well. It's a tough game. It is a tough game. It be And it's like, uh, again, not to like discriminate, but th- but that this that's the game that we're playing. It's the, it's a discrimination game of like the, the type of women that I don't want to be with. And that's fine. You can yeah. be with any woman you want to be right. with. Right, okay, There's yeah. There's no rules here. Right. Like, the only so, rules is that you got to know who you want to be with and uh, you, you got to be specific about it. Okay, so uh, I'm kind of- Because listen, some guys be like, oh, well, who cares, Trip? Just put the fourth one in there. 
that's fine. You want to do four and you want to add that fourth one in there, you're just going to take more time to find this person. Because let me tell you something, you can find the person who has all three, but they still might not be, you guys might have a connection, you might not be able to try to, the sex might be really bad, you know, whatever the case, there's no guarantee that you're, you guys are going to even last. So that's why right. it makes it more difficult to go past three. So now we're back to square one. Well, the, is that one that's really important to you? So the the one that would be like, uh, that would be a, more of a deal breaker or pardon me, less of a deal breaker is the, is she's passionate and, and talented in, in somewhere, in some place. I'd rather her be spiritually connected and into developing herself, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and having kids is having kids is important as well. So I guess if I had to throw one away, it would be the the passion one. And it would be that, that she, that she ages gracefully. I'm going to kind of make it a little bit, you know, broader because she could be in shape right now. I'd say this, there's no guarantee. Obviously you've no idea. You can't tell the future. So you're not going to take a look at her mom. I've heard that. I've heard that before. I it's, would it's, say it's a strong indicator, but look at her habits. Yeah. Right. Right. For sure. Is she going to the gym? Does she go in and out? Has she been going to the gym consistently for many years? Does she eat healthy? Does she binge eat? Look at all that stuff to yeah. find out. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So her having like some strong, healthy habits, that's that's a really good one too. I mean, and and that that's a really strong one for me is because like, I want to have a woman that I can look to and like admire and strive to be like her in a, in, in a certain, in a certain sense. I got something you're going to like this. You ready for this one? Yeah. Why don't we knock two birds with one stone here? Okay. Why don't you find, and this is where you can get really creative and think about this. This is the same, you don't have to figure this out all on this podcast and no one has to figure this out in five minutes. What if you find someone who's really into working out to the point where that is their passion? Now you got someone who has a passion and they're doing, the passion is something that keeps them attractive enough for you to want to date them. Yeah. So I've- That's an idea. Yeah. I've thought about that as well as like also finding a a woman who does like coaching in helping whoever it may be just kind of like transcend and and break through and transform and stuff like that. So now they're spiritual- it, it, right. Is that what you're going it, Yeah, with? they're spiritual. They, and they, they have a passion. They've got a passion. And when you're a coach, you have to have good habits. I mean, no one's perfect. Everyone's always working mm-hmm. on it. But like to live a successful life, you have to have good habits. There's no getting around it. So, mm-hmm. so her being in the same industry as in like digital marketing to be a coach, you know, type of thing, I also feel would be like check off a lot of those boxes. You're going to be spiritual, you know, most likely. You're going to have good habits. You're going to be passionate about something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that would, you know. So that's cool. So now but now let's look at the reality of the situation, okay? Is So now let's say that is one of them. Great. So now it's coach. But we got to be specific here. If you're saying it's a coach who's really also into it, who also has good habits, we don't know for sure. So all we can say is she's a coach and you cross her fingers because we're making an educated guess here on a coach having those things. Sure. But it's got to be that it's just that she's a coach. Like so you got to be okay with that. A, a coach with a successful practice. Okay, she has a successful coaching practice. Yeah. Okay. So that could be one. Yeah. So, okay, so let's just, just for fun, let's just knock everything else out. So we got that one. Okay. Now what are we left with? Are we left with, we're still... F- kids. Kids? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if she doesn't want kids, I, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I would say probably realistic at this point of where we're at. It's going to be, she's running a successful coaching business. Mm-hmm. She wants kids and she's physically fit. Yeah. Yeah, that, right. Okay, that, yeah, that sounds good. Now you could do that. This is an interesting one. I, I'm not going to advise you against it. I think this is great because it's mm-hmm. so specific. So you know exactly what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But a successful coaching business, that's an interesting one. That's very specific. You really, yeah. that, that's a small pool. Now, here's the thing. I'm not telling you not to do it, though. Sure. Right. I think you should go for it. But what you might find is it's really tough to find that person because that's so specific. But I think that you'll only know if you try. Yeah. It's it, not like you don't go for it now. Like, try it out and see if you can find that person. Yeah. And, like, going specific doesn't scare me. I've gone really specific before, like girls that are interested in triad relationships and, you know what I mean? Like, not only are they bi- bisexual, but they've got to want to do this crazy, you know, type thing. 
having a small pool doesn't scare me. One, I'm a great catch. You know what I mean? Two, I know what I'm doing. You know, I love the confidence. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that doesn't put me off or scare me. And I've got time as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like truly, if that if that's what I'm going for, I legit have a good five or ten years right. before you know a woman of the of this stature that is you know 26 to 32 mm-hmm. is still gonna you know we're in the same league. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? From 60, probably not. You yeah, know? but. You know, a healthy forty-five. Sure. You know, in shape. Yeah. Got your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. But now, but now, I'm gonna I'm gonna be hard on you with this. Those are the three non-negotiables that you're looking for. That means that you can't be going on any dates with any girls that, at this point, are not physically fit and have a coaching practice. You won't know if it's successful necessarily right away. Sure. And you won't know if she wants kids. That's something you have to find out. Yeah. But you will know. If she's physically fit, because you'll either see her online or you'll see her in person. Sure. So you'll know that. Number two is uh, coaching practice. You know, going to the bars and trying to attract a girl here in Chicago, <laughs> I <laughs> doubt that. I'd say 99.9% of women in this town aren't running a coaching business that's right. successful. Because right. most of them are not running coaching businesses. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep that in mind. Otherwise, yeah. it's a waste of time. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so you're not on the path anymore. You're just going and you're, and you're messing around. Right. And, and yeah, so I'm thinking about it now. It's like, again, so I'm, I'm kind of like, now that it's, you know, percolating in my head, it's not the coaching business. It, it truly is the something passionate. Okay. So, like I said, I, I dated the girl that, that, was, that was a writer. I didn't care if she had a coaching business or if she was a social influencer or whatever. Like, no, she loved to write and I love to read her shit. Mm-hmm. And, and again, like my, my, my past relationship, you know, she was, she was an incredible singer. I, I don't give a shit if I was listening to her hum in the bathroom. Like, I just loved hearing her do her thing. Okay. So, yeah, it, it truly is the, the passion thing. Okay. So yeah. we've widened the pool again. Yep. Now yep. we're back to she's passionate about something. Yeah. She's physically fit and she wants kids. So yeah. now you can go out and you can talk okay. to most girls. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, you right. Need to, but you need to find out. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. This feels good. This feels good. These three things. So, you know, there you go. This is, this is, <laughs> this is, this is it's, it took us a while to get there. Sure. And yeah. you're probably, you know, realistically, you might walk away being to continue thinking about this, and it might not be those three, and things will change. And I also think things can change. Sure. I, don't, I don't think it's like you need to stick to those three. You might find out by dating someone. I really, I plugged for my book Magnetic. By the way, if you haven't gotten that, please check that out. Go to Amazon, type in Trip Magnetic. You'll see the book. I'll put a link in the description. But in there, I talk about this process of finding your three non-negotiables. And my point here is that you may come to a point where you are dating a girl who's maybe really, for example, really passionate about something, and you realize it's actually not important to you anymore because right. there's something else that comes into play. Like, for example, this is not for you, Spencer, because you've been dating for all, but someone might not really know for sure if uh, they care if someone has a religious or, or political standpoint. They might figure out, wait a minute, I actually really want someone who's on you know, my side in terms of what's going on with politics, and that's way more important to me than someone who's passionate about something. And so you can only figure that out through trial and error. So then you switch it, and that's fine. Yeah. But you just got to make sure that whatever girl you're with yeah. has those three. It's tough. It's super tough because, like, other things come come into my head. Like, you know, I do, you know, I do, like, some crazy spiritual stuff. I, You know, I do medicine journeys and shamanistic experiences and Reiki and, you know, Wim Hof eye gazing. But you don't need her like to be. That. Let me tell you something. You don't need yeah. her to be into that. I so uh, uh, so yeah. She I don't, just has to. That's her. That's for her to deal with. That's right. not for you. Sure. You don't. You don't need to have a non-negotiable that says she's got to be okay with me doing all the weird shit that I like to do. That's on her. Right. Yeah. Okay. So like, there's. So I don't know if this falls under a different category, but she's got to be cool with all my weird shit. That is. Uh, I would call that a default. Uh, okay. That has nothing. Uh, you're out of. That has nothing to do with you. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And that's that's with the bisexual thing. Uh, you know, whatever her whatever her thing is. You can. Right. There's me girls who just don't like your look. They just specifically <laughs> don't right. like this look. Yeah. So you're already canceled out. Okay. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they want a chubby guy, right. chubby chasers. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. So it's just like they're out. Sure. Okay. But yeah. that has nothing to do. You have no control over that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then that then that actually that pushes out a lot of my. 
of my of my concern of like, well, well, what about this? Mm -hmm. Because because again, like you have to. Uh, appreciate the eclectic past that I have. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I don't have a checkered past. Like I didn't go to prison or anything. But like, you know, I've done some very unique things with my life. So you got to be cool with that. You've got to be cool with like the the like hyper spiritual stuff that uh, that I do, like to like fully accept me so I feel seen and I feel accepted. So this is just called acceptance. Yeah. And that's, I think, it's just a default. Yeah. Obviously, you have to be with someone who accepts you fully. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm not going to say, oh, well, one of the non-negotiables is she has to be a girl. It's like, you know what I mean? The, the, <laughs> right. Obviously, she has to be a woman. Right. Because that's who you're attracted to. Yeah. She has to accept you. You know what I mean? Right. It's like those, you know, she can't, you guys have to have a sexual connection. You have to be attracted to each other. Well, so, okay, so the attracted to each other, then why am I putting in shape, you know, it, you know, in there? Because she, she doesn't have to be, she doesn't have to be a fitness model. Like, I don't mind a girl that's a little thick, you know? So... Like, so now I'm kind of questioning. Because, I'll tell you why. Right, yeah. I'll tell you why. Because there's levels of attraction. You can date someone who you could end up being attracted to someone enough. Or you can have a strong desire to say, I want a hot girlfriend. Yeah. And that's that. really important to you. Yeah, it really is. So that becomes your non-negotiable. Okay, yeah. If you're just like, uh, I, you know, I, it's fine. I'll date someone who is not a stunner. Right. But I'm still attracted. Obviously, sure. you're never going to be with someone you're not attracted to. Right. But, you know, there's some person, people out there that you really enjoy. You're like, wow. Right. They have this passion. They have this. They want kids. You're like, I'm not super 100 million percent so into her mm. physically, but enough kind of takes care of itself where I'm cool with it. And I know that eventually her looks are going to die anyway, so I don't really care that much. Sure. So that becomes not important to you. Yeah, okay. And that's not your non-negotiable anymore. Yeah. So it, it depends on what's important to you. Right, and that is important to me. I, I love I love looking at, like, my woman and just and just being like, ugh. You know what I mean? Like, I could stare at you for days, like that type of attraction. Right. So, yeah, that that is important. So the way that you just spoke there, the way that you were so, wow, like you were so yeah. into that, yeah. That's how it should feel for all the different non-negotiables. If you're trying to test out if this is one that's important, it's be like, oh, yeah, I really want her to be like this. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would that works for me, you know? And that's how you know if it's something that's important to you. Yeah, okay. So the physically fit and, like, I'm, like, hyper-attracted to this woman, that she's got a passion. Because, yeah, that that is too. Like, when someone, and again, I don't give a shit what it's about. You know what I mean? It, it could be yeah, something. Just into something, yeah. Just into it. Into it to where, you know, when, like, how you know you're passionate about someone. It's like, you don't give a shit what anyone else thinks about it. You know what I mean? You can yeah. be basket weaving. But if she's into it, she's like, no, let me tell you about this shit. You yeah. know? Like, I, I love watching, like, a woman light up. And, like, and especially even if I'm not into it. Like, it, it's like there's something about someone's passion that if you're not into it, it's like, wow, you light up so much. Like, I'm so fascinated. Like, share that with me so I can light up too. Because clearly I, I'm missing something, you know what I mean? And so it gives you an opportunity to, like, expand. And so, and if you do have the same passion that she does, then, you know, then it's just automatic fireworks. And then, then the kids thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I do want kids. Like, I mean, if you want kids yeah. in general, then it has to be one of them. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, I, I need a little Spency B, you know, running his mouth. Yeah. It's like, you know, little, little. Coming know. on this podcast <laughs> yeah. in, in, in 21 years. <laughs> oh, man, no, my kids, be honest, like nine years old, it's like, let me tell you how it works in the grammar <laughs> schools. <You> All <laughs> right. So, Spencer, we've gotten really far here. If guys want to work with you, because you guys don't already know, although I probably said this in the intro that I haven't created yet, is that you are a coach. You do yeah. help guys and you're helping them with meeting women. And, uh, and what else? What else do you help them with? And how can they get in touch with you if they want coaching? Oh, helping guys like wear, like go down inside and like rip the excellence out of them and wear it like as their skin. So they're confident and like they can actually like show women who they are. Because usually it takes like, you know, 10 dates to like get to connect with somebody. But if you could do that, like right upon meeting someone, like it just opens up everything. So I help guys get more confident you know, be more charismatic and help them navigate through the relationship so they can find that perfect girl that they're like excited about the same type of girl that I'm talking about. So they can go to omegamancoaching.com and they can see every, you know, everything I have to offer. I do a free training like every other week on how to get a date by this weekend without dating apps or cheesy lines or anything like that. So yeah, 
Just go to omegamancoaching.com and awesome. that's about it. Awesome. Guys, go to omegamancoaching.com. Spencer is the man. He used to do a lot of coaching for me when I was taking a, a quite a big break, but now I'm back into coaching. So he doesn't coach me anymore. But when he did, all the guys loved him and got results. So I 100% endorse him. Omega Man Coaching. Check it out, Spencer. Dude, it's been good. And I, I'll, good tell session. You, I'll tell you what, man, your book magnetic. So I want to let you guys know that although we are very good friends, like the day that that book came out, I was like one of the first ones to order it. And the book is like, if you could take your entire YouTube channel and reduce it into like a like a, a, a well-explained but easy-to-digest guide, that is what you do with your book, bro. And so it, that was the plan. It, so like it is, it is <laughs> mission accomplished, dude. It is, it's so good. So like for any of you guys out there that are, are looking for like a tactical guide, and that's what's so good about the way you teach too is like it's super tactical. Like you can actually like apply those things like the day that you read it. So if you guys are looking for an awesome tactical guide, like magnetic, there's no better book out there, man. Thanks, bro. Audiobook coming soon. I'm, I'm waiting for that one too. All right. <laughs> See you later, guys. Thanks for listening. Spencer, peace. Yeah.